Welcome to Ultra Modern. This is a lifestyle and creative podcast created by Crosswalk Future Of that examines the ways that God is moving and working in today's world. To learn more about Future Of, follow us on Instagram at futureof.cw. Hello, Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to the Ultra Modern Podcast. Welcome, everybody. It's me, Andy, here with Isai. Yes, I can't see because my glasses are so foggy. Dude. But this is going to happen, bro. I don't got much to see. I literally cannot see your eyes right now. They're Dude, so foggy. You're not missing on anything, bro. I'm sorry, bro. It's okay. You should get contacts. We talked about this already. Dude, we did talk about this. Only only cycles touch their eyeball. That's so That's true. That's weird, bro. I That's don't know so about true. that. I, we cannot do that. Be but hello. Happy New Year. Really quick before we get started. I just want to give a shout out to Devin. What up, Devin? Dude. He is our producer today. Come, Come on, on over, this, bro. This way, this way, bro. This Take way, this side. Say what's up for a bit. Three, two, one. What's up, What's bro? up, ladies and gentlemen? You? How are you, bro? No, we no. just... Oh, no touching. Oh. We didn't fist bump. Oh, just like, we totally did. Oh. Oh, oh, dude, that was good. I, I like that. That was a good movie. Yeah, dog, you know Big Hero 6. We love it. We for love sure, it. dude. How are you, bro? I'm well. You know, I am happy to be here. I'm blessed to be here. It's a new year and just, you know, continuing for the journey. 2020 was rough, but I'm, it was rough. I'm here and I'm ready for it. Exactly, bro. We're ready for 2021. Yes, sir. Dude, real quick. Drop. Talk to me. If you can, drop some wisdom for us right now. 2021, <sighs> we're going into the new year. What do you have to say to people? All right, so we're going into this new year, right? Mm -hmm. We feel like 2021 was just a mess. And, a mess. Or, oh, I'm sorry, 2020 was just a mess, not 2021. There Whew, you go. Getting ahead of myself there. It's okay. But um, we feel like 2020 was a mess, and we feel like, you know, step into 2021, and it's all of a sudden just going to be a new, and it's, you know, better year and better and ready for all of that, right? But we don't know what's on the other side mm. of 2021. You know, it could be worse than 2020. It could be better than 2020. We don't know. But what I learned during 2020 is we have to be ready for the entire journey. You know, mm. we have to have a strong foundation. Hey, we have to have go. that support system from the beginning to get us through let's the go, entire Devin. journey, which is life. Not just 2020, exactly. not just 2021, but the entire journey, which is our lives. Hey. We have to be fueled up and ready for that. Exactly. So that's what I'm learning hey, from bro. 2021. Oh, oh. No, no touching. <laughs> hey, that's fire, bro. Yeah, we're here for the journey, not We're for here the moment. For the journey. Hey, you seen Soul? I have seen Soul. Dude, that movie <sighs> inspiring, bro. That that's what changed my perspective on this year. But we gotta talk about it. We will. Soon. We will. Hey, I love you. I love you too, bro. Bro, I'll see you in a little bit. I'll be because you'll the be scenes. right there. Yeah. yeah, you know, I'm just doing now, my thing. Exactly, bro. You guys have a good hey yo, welcome to Future of hey, the Podcast. Let's Ultra go. Modern. It's gonna be a great year. It's gonna be insane year. Insane year. Awesome year. year. Hey, love you, bro. Thank you for having me. Of course, bro. I feel like I'm not. I feel like I'm not like a quarter as inspiration as this guy, dude. This guy's very inspirational. Oh yeah, bro. Dude, we met at Stell's. What day was that? Monday? Tuesday? It was on Monday. And bro, both of us were just feeling it, bro. We were just inspiring each other. Guy was just moving. Just great, bro. Conversation. Yeah, you you need community this year. If that should be that should be a resolution. Get get a good community around you. Yeah, I think I think there should be a podcast that features you, bro. Yes. That features Devin. Bro, you should be on the next one. It's gonna happen. The next one. <laughs> the future. Of. <laughs> the future. Future. <laughs> exactly. Cool. Yes, well, man. welcome everybody to the podcast. It's a new year. Uh, the last time that you heard from uh, me from the Future of Podcast was when we were 
with Darren and Bailey, who talked about AI, who talked about art, uh, may have offended some people. That's okay. It happens sometimes, right? It happens. And now we're in a new year, and we are going to be in a new series called Rebuild the Dream. And, you know, we are not meeting in person right now. We are all completely online, and we, we are putting out content just through the podcast right now. And together, we are going to be talking through this idea of rebuilding the dream. And really what it means is 2020 was a tough year, and tough. I, I can't tell you, like, we, we talked in 2019, and we, we had a bunch of dreams, not just for 2020, but for the decade. Yeah. Like, we, we were so excited. Come 2020, and even on the other side of it now, it was a hard year. Tough, man. Tough. and Really tough. You, you showed me this meme uh, yesterday, and if, if maybe you could say it a bit better than I can. <laughs> I don't actually remember. I sent you a lot of memes. You did. It was, I totally forgot which one it is. <laughs> it was the one where it's like youth pastors at the beginning of the oh, year. Oh, like, yeah. Like 2020, am I right? Like you, you, you do it better because I, I feel like you, you know, if not. Dude, I actually don't remember that at all. You, do, you showed it to us in the meeting. It was like oh, 2020. Yeah, yeah. Like, Dude, I actually should just read it to you guys. Yeah, read it to us. Cause okay, I know exactly what you're talking about. This, this kind of sort of hit me and it, it, it really just talks about almost this, this, we're going right into it, but almost it's like this fakeness. Yes. That, that specifically you know, church people feel like they have to, like almost this, this naive hope. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, where we, we should be very hopeful, but it almost comes across as like, bro, how do you see your saved stuff again? I uh, literally asked you this the other day. Saved. Boom. <laughs> I'm, like an, I'm an old guy right now. Yeah. There's like a sense of inauthenticity, right? Right. So, so the tweet said, uh, uh, 300,000 Americans dead church promo videos. What a wacky year it's been church. Remember the toilet paper crisis? Aren't we all Zoom experts now? Anyways, we can't wait to see you here on Christmas Eve. Let's thank God for all he has done. And I, that one hit. I feel like I was personally attacked there because I've done that. Yeah. You know, like I've been there and I do that. Me too. And and I don't think like this is necessarily wrong. Like to all my church people, I hear you. Like we got to stay hopeful and stuff. But But it also made me think like, do we actually know how to lament with people Dang, yeah. you know and sit in that place where where we can honestly say dude last year sucked mm -hmm. yeah you know i think i'm honestly i actually go between those very often on the one hand i'm like yeah let's we have to just acknowledge how tough this year was mm -hmm. and kind of live in that on the other hand I feel like I don't want to just be caught up saying, let me just forget about 2020 right. and dismiss it right. because it was that traumatic and, and, and not actually sift through what, what happened, um, analyze what happened this past year and use that so that we can better ourselves, better yeah. our society. I feel like that's not the way to, to just like, it sucked, so I'd never want to think about that ever again. Right. But actually, this year, if anything, it exposed so much yeah. of well, our broken uh, cells, our broken system, our broken churches. Like mm -hmm. it, it just exposed it. And although it was tough, it's like we have to, we have to analyze it, yeah. you know, and go hard and actually say, dude, this this was real. Why did this happen the way it, it did? Yeah. 
Yeah. It, it's like in, in counseling, if you've been in counseling before, I, I go to counseling. I try to go often, but it, it's hard to go sometimes. So if you're trying to go, I encourage you to go. You should go. Um, but in counseling, everything that you talk about is stuff that happened in the past. Yeah. In fact, counseling is a place where you actually have to talk about the most difficult things that you've gone through. Yeah. And, and in a sense, in order to get to a place of healing and to, yeah. to, to experience life in maybe a more profound way, right. you actually have to be willing to trudge through the the difficult moments in your life and you know like you said churches can sometimes sugarcoat or maybe right like cartoonize i don't know how to say it the past and be like what a wacky year right yeah it it was a hard year sometimes you have to and not sometimes it's good to accept that to to recognize last year was hard yeah dude a lot of difficult things happened last year yeah man i i love I love that. And even the parallel to the work that you do in, in counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an analogy that I give, that I gave someone. Um, and it was in the conversation about anxiety because I always have kind of dealt with anxiety. I'm still learning to deal with it f- from a very young age. And, and, and if, and if just parentheses, if you're kind of dealing with all that, like, like reach out for help, you know, find yeah. counseling. Like you, you're not alone in this. Yeah. But the analogy that I gave is, is for a long time, you know, it uh, this whole uh, an issue like anxiety, but also um, the way that 2020 played out can be seen a little bit, kind of like a a leak in the roof. Mm. Okay. So so you have a leak in the roof. Something's clearly wrong. And there's. There's a couple things you can do. Um, there's the kind of the quick solution is put a bucket. Right. Right? You put a bucket, and sometimes you need to do that. Like, you need that quick solution, that quick, like, let me put a bucket there because if not, like, this thing's going to ruin my carpet or, or right. kind of mess yeah. things up, right? But sometimes we just got to get comfortable switching the buckets, mm. right? And time passes, and, and that just becomes part of our routine. Right. There's still a leak, right? There's still an, an issue, yeah. but we're just like putting buckets, putting buckets, putting buckets. Um, and it actually never ends up solving anything. Right. So the parallel that I gave with, with anxiety is like there are these ways, these healthy ways um, that can be almost like a, a helpful um, fix, right, to to maybe panic attacks when you're feeling anxiety. And you right. need that. Like yeah. you need, sometimes you need to put the bucket there. But eventually, you actually need to do the dirty work. Right. You got to put your gloves on. Mm-hmm. You got to, I don't know if put your gloves on or, I, yeah. I've never actually fixed one of these. <laughs> yeah. That's what they're but called, right? A go roofer? Into, yeah, I don't know what they're called. But <laughs> go into the attic, right, with a little flashlight Dig through all the spider webs, right. find the pipe, take it off, exactly. replace. Like that's the hard work. For me, the parallel to to 2020 is that both in our personal lives and as a society, mm-hmm. these issues existed. Um, we were putting buckets in there, right? right? And and just a side note. What a bucket can oftentimes appear as in your personal life is just the other things that you use in your life to not truly acknowledge that it's there. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, man, you're calling people out this Dude, year, bro. Like like your school can become a bucket, right? Yeah, yeah. Your work can become a bucket. 
Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, March hits, and you're at home, and those buckets are gone, mm-hmm. right? They're they're gone, and you actually have to have to face, you know, what's really there. And what 2020 did, specifically in March, right? Specifically in June, mm-hmm. right? When we when we when we all took a break, were watching online, and 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 saw police brutality firsthand. Right. Um, and even what happened yesterday. Yeah. Where people went into and and breached the Capitol, right? Like right. what the heck? That's, yeah. Which we'll talk about in a second. But what happened is is the roof broke, dude. Wow. Yeah. The yeah. roof broke. And there was no way there's no bucket. Mm-mm. Right? There's no bucket that you could have put to to do a quick fix right it's like all right we're all dealing with this and this is why we cannot dismiss 2020 right yeah and forget about it yeah we have to actually choose to fix yeah the things that were wrong not just put another bucket another huge but let me put a tarp yeah right and pretend 2020 didn't exist it's like no the roof the roof caved in dude yeah you know like things Everything was exposed. Yeah. Everything was exposed. The brokenness in our system was exposed. The brokenness in our healthcare system was exposed and continues to be exposed. Yeah. And the brokenness and emptiness in our lives yeah. came to light. Yeah. You know? Dude, I've always admired you because you've always had good thoughts on things like, uh, I, I can't tell you how much of a voice of, of, of hope you were for me during the events in June and July. Mm. Um you know, surrounding the death of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. Yeah. Like I was at a loss for words and you've always been able to give direction for me in, in moments like that. And, you know, what I, I hope to do together is like maybe we could provide people with trajectory on how to handle a situation like yesterday right. or how to handle a situation like that and how it affects our spiritual life, you know? Because yeah. yesterday was, was, was... Tough, dude. It was a tough day. And, and you might be watching this like a week from now, but... Or what day is today? The seventh mm-hmm. of January. Yesterday we were just glued to our phones and 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 our TVs, just watching. Yeah. Like madness, dude. Just this group of 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 protesters, pro pro Trump or whatever it might be, um, getting to the Capitol building it. And just kind of a side note, as we because we probably should talk about this. Yeah, we should. Um. We feel like the, the ultra modern podcast is kind of like a really safe place for us to yeah to just kind of have some real conversations and you guys might disagree with with what we have to say and we all have our own biases and and sometimes when you talk about like deep conversations like that you know some of those biases come out and yeah. and know that you know that's not our intent but also we want to be honest and know that if you come out of here disagreeing with something. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We love you. You love us. I hope, yeah. you know, give us some grace. And we haven't really talked about this. Like we're we just haven't. processing yeah. through everything. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said before, I don't always agree with myself yeah. <laughs> and there's room to disagree. And that doesn't reflect on a person's worth or anything. Yeah. But at the same time, there's like yesterday was a, like, that's going to be in history books. Like it's our kids, be. when they're in school, will yeah. read about, you know, ju- January 6th, 2021, yeah. <laughs> about how, you know, I don't know what they're going to call them, right. Trump supporters. I, 
I saw some live streams saying Patriots, like wow. all these things, you know, these people essentially sieged the Capitol building and yeah. occupied it. And, you know, How did that happen? I was watching the stream, bro, and there were some crazy things being said, you know, and crazy. it wasn't, although it was claiming to be peaceful, they were calling for death, death dude. Straight up, yeah. And, you know, I, it, it, it makes you wonder where your priorities lie, especially mm. when they are saying those things along the name of Jesus. Because many people were saying, we are here in the name of Jesus. Like, this right. is a movement right. uh, in the name of Jesus. And, wow. it, you know, it, it makes you wonder, where are your priorities? Is your, is your leadership in right. the nation that you're a part of, or is your, is your leadership come from Jesus? Yeah. In fact, I mean, yeah. I, I, I gave a sermon on this yesterday. It comes out on, mm -hmm. on this Saturday for the high schoolers. But one of the things that I talked about was uh, we're going through the book of Exodus together as Crosswalk. Yeah. And... In chapter one, there is a portion that talks about two characters mm -hmm. that I guarantee many people don't know because I didn't know about them. I heard a piece, a piece of that, and I was like, what are these names? I thought they were from some sort of anime. No, dude. I was like, dude, this guy's doing another <laughs> anime illustration. I'm not, dude. I promise. <laughs> They're from the Bible. They're from scripture. <laughs> Shipra and Pua. Dude, these, that sounds like anime, bro. Dude, it's real. It. I promise you. Exodus what? Exodus 1, what? 15 to 17. Read it. Shoot. These are the midwives. So Pharaoh gives this decree um, to the midwives, tells them to kill any newborn boy um, mm -hmm. because he was scared of insurrection. He was scared that a nation would rise up against him. Yeah. And, you know, the midwives are just like, nah, I'm not going to do that. Do that. Yeah. And the reason that we, we know that they didn't, um, given in scripture, is because they feared God. And fear in this context is associated with reverence. They had reverence for God. Yeah. So because they had reverence for God, and mind you, like reverence is like because God is so holy, because God is above me, I am going to choose to follow him with my life. And what you find most yeah. reverent is what dictates what you do. Mm -hmm. They chose to defy a decree given to them by their government so that they could actually follow through with the work of God. So their faithfulness was more to God than it was to the government in their right. time. Yeah. Now we come here, obviously what just happened, it makes you wonder where is the reverence there? Is the reverence in God or is the reverence actually in your disagreement with right. Nancy Pelosi? Or, right, you know, right, or right. is your allegiance stronger to Trump or is your allegiance stronger to God? And you got to ask yourself the real question, it, are the things that I'm doing, the things that I'm saying, actually lining up with the teachings that we see from Jesus right. in the gospel, or are we warping this to be something that, you know, fits yeah. our, our political spectrum? Totally, bro. Like, I saw uh, people with Jesus Save signs, right, and Jesus 2020 signs. Oh, man. Um, and, and to think that for a lot of people, Christianity and and dangerous, non-helpful nationalism are just one. Mm. For them, they see what they're doing in the name of God, which makes you wonder, like, if you if you just take a step back, if you're one of those people, right, take a step back and look through history. Um, this is this is what constantly happens, bro. Like, this is what yeah. this is why a lot of these big wars have have started. A lot of genocide has started. Mm -hmm. It's a like textbook, dude. Even look at scripture is people use the name of jesus to do these terrible things yeah. and i wonder at what point do you do you say okay when 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 we zoom out mm -hmm. 
what side am I on? Exactly. You know? Yeah. What side of history? Yeah. Am, am I am I on? Am I representing? And I wonder sometimes if that clicks with people because how does that continue to happen? Where in 1940, you know, we were seeing this. You know, we were seeing Germans saying, "Hey, we're doing this in the name of God." Right. Like, yeah. When, how does that not click for people? But I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, and it, sometimes the line can be blurred in a sense because, you know, we saw Republicans speaking out against what happened yesterday. Yeah. So it, it's hard to group everybody together. Of course. Even though sometimes you wonder, like, did you not see this trajectory did this whole time? But that's besides the point. Yeah. I, I think what's important, especially if you're going to proclaim Jesus, is that you have to align yourself with the things that Jesus would do or yeah. to your best of your ability. And, you know, I just don't know if that was what happened yesterday. Yeah. No, def- definitely not. And we'll probably come back to come back to that. But what I do want to say is I feel my hunch, I could be wrong about this. And if you confirm this then then I know I'm right. Um my hunch is that a lot of people in our age group um are looking at how where the church is standing in a lot of these things, right? Mm-hmm. And that, when I say church, I'm not talking about our church. I'm talking about like Christianity and culture, right? Yeah. And are feeling a sense of frustration and anger. Yeah. Like we were talking about that with some people yesterday or the the other day, and, and we feel a deep frustration mm-hmm. um, in seeing how the greater church is aligning themselves with with some things that that just aren't it, man, yeah. are just not not the way. And yeah. that can easily just discourage us so much in the same way that, honestly, it's, like, discouraged me. Like, I'm, I've wondered sometimes, like, have I, have I been clear about, you know, why I believe Jesus is calling me to process things in a certain way? Right. Um, and and I, I don't know if, if you've ever felt that, if you've kind of looked back and said, dude, you know, that's not Christianity for me. Yeah. And that's been happening a lot more, it feels like. Oh, yeah. Like, through the last four years, but more specifically 2020, I felt like this huge, like, rift between me and the church. Like, I I had never, not not crosswalk, but the big C, like, church as a whole. Yeah. I had never experienced something, like, Mm -hmm. so dividing. And, you know, you put it so well one time. Um we could cut this out if you don't want me to quote you specifically. No, you can quote me, bro. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what you're about to <laughs> <I> say. <know. laughs> uh, no, you were like, we were talking about, because, you know, there's a big movement that's been happening for the past couple of months where worship leaders are going to different bro, cities. I was about to go into that. Yeah. And you they're just leading like thousands of people. I mean, the biggest was at the Washington Monument. I'm forgetting which it was, but where they lead 60,000 people in the midst of a pandemic in worship, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, there's moments like that where you see that and and you're like, is that the ask of Jesus right now? Right. Like, you you genuinely feel that Jesus is asking you to gather 60,000 people strong yeah. with the reality of coronavirus. Now, I'm right. sure I can make an assumption. Maybe some people there didn't believe in it. It's a hoax, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I know people who are nurses, like right. our people, part of our church, bro, that right. are coming to our events and we talk about it, are nurses and they're in the, in, in the ER, in these uh, intensive care units. Right. And literally, I, I met with this guy a couple weeks ago. He told me, 
it is so hard to be there because you are consistently surrounded by death. Death, wow. Like it, every day there's a death. You go up, you go to church or, or go to, to, to work mm-hmm. and you're already expecting that there's going to be some right. kind of death that day. You That's know, and crazy. You, you, it makes you wonder like, is, is this actually the ask of Jesus to right. gather so strong? Is that the Christianity that Jesus is calling us yeah. to be a part of? And, and the quick answer is no. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> no, like. And <laughs> oh no. No, it, it's definitely not. I, I've, I've been following that movement quite closely. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it has been very heartbreaking, heartbreaking to see um, that they believe that this is, this is what it looks like to follow Jesus, right? right. Um, just a couple, several days ago, maybe it was last week, but um, they actually came to LA. And, oh, really? And yeah, they went to Skid Row. And... Um, and they were announcing it, and a bunch of, of of spiritual leaders from LA were like, "Don't come, please. Oh man, please don't come because right now in LA things are crazy. Yeah, like things are really, really tough, and hospitals are completely filled up. ICU units mm-hmm. are filled up. Like it's be it's getting to a point where you know people can't care for everybody. Like you you just can't. Yeah. And so it, this is a really vulnerable community that they're going into and a bunch of these spiritual leaders were like no like please don't do that and they they came anyways and the thing that got me the most is i saw a um uh their website on their merch page they had a shirt that said super spreader oh man you know and how insensitive how yeah how terrible is is that to make a mockery out out of out of the the death and the pain that's being experienced, yeah. By, by our community, yeah. By our know? world, by our world, like, like I, it, it's not even a a redemption of what's happening. Because in a sense, you could say the cross was redeemed to be from death to life. So now, like it's now a symbol of life, mm-hmm. or once it was death. But in the moment right now, where we are. We, that what a terrible thing to put dude. on a shirt. Super spreader, really terrible. Really? Yeah, terrible. And they they ended up coming and they did worship there and and, and posted it everywhere and and it was very heartbreaking to to see like people were healthcare workers were commenting like yo guys please don't do this you know we're struggling every single every single day. I, I remember seeing a TikTok actually um, where it showed like this party happening where mm. like there's a bunch of people there nobody was wearing masks and you know how you can duet you can like duet people on tiktok well there was a healthcare worker oh man and 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 she was just watching she had all you know her ppe on and i saw that and i i just thought imagine you know going to work and putting your own life at risk every single day and just looking at the internet and seeing people just blatantly not care yeah um, how heartbreaking man. that's heartbreaking man so now i think it's hard to talk about big topics because sometimes like the solution takes a long time to get to right uh but something that i'm really learning right now is although i can't control all the things around me there are some things in my own life that i could control and that i could like be intentional about and you know this new year like i think one of the things that we need need to really be um, mindful of is, is intentionality. 
and not in like the cheesy way because like new year new me like yeah. <laughs> like everybody's on a diet right now currently let's right. see how long that lasts You're like, on a diet right i now. am on a diet it octavia this is not a this, <laughs> commercial it's not a commercial it's hard dude you, it you, is. octavia for those of you guys who don't know is like a a like program like an eating program so they send you food with like specific calories and nutrition and, and whatnot and it's it's hard it's really Tough, hard dude. yeah because the food is gross, gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad it's not good um but you know new year's new year um is usually filled with resolutions and things that we want to do different and you know i'm trying to think like how do we make it different because i i just feel like every year new year new me new year's resolution becomes more and more like gimmicky or like fake you know and it it carries a stereotype that you're not actually going to go through with it exactly (laughs) exactly and you know i'm i'm realizing we need to make a pivot in that like how do we make this year uh a year that we're actually proud of or a year that's meaningful you know Mm. and you know that mind you we'll get into it a bit more but i don't think a new year like a meaningful year has to be an easy year or like a, a necessarily like good year without like issues or not Mm -hmm. i think what will make a year is where you feel strong in your faith Mm -hmm. you feel strong in your community and one of the things that i think we really need to focus in on is foundations Mm. um and you know for our high schoolers we're going through a series called foundations for college it's like the same series essentially but we're calling it rebuild the dream but Mm. it still has that same idea like we need to build deep our foundation something that we can you know rely on and be set on yeah. and you know i i'm not an architect i don't know much about architecture but mm-hmm. what i do know is that a building is only as strong as its, it's foundations yeah, if if the foundations aren't built strong built to last then the structure will fall yeah and you know it could be the most beautiful big grand building in the world right. if the foundations are not strong then the building is going to fall yeah and you know something that i really learned in 2020 was that I was building on things that weren't going to sustain me. Mm. Like I was building on things that I was just going to topple on because they weren't yeah. actually built to sustain me. Yeah. For example, and I talked about this on, on two podcasts ago, I was obsessed with this trendy church mm. personality. You know, yeah, dude. like I want to be this cool pastor that wears cool clothes and says cool things and is with the times, listens yes, to yeah. Frank Ocean, like, <laughs> like it, ridiculous things. That's a persona, right? Right, right. And and very quickly I realized, like, oh man, that's not Same sustaining right. my heart. That's right. not what I'm wanting to do. You know, and perhaps like if you're listening right now, or, or Isai, if you want to share too, like maybe you know the things that you've been kind of building upon. Mm. Or, or trying to, or even let's say what you said earlier, you're you're taking the bucket and putting it underneath the leak right. with, instead of actually leaning into the things that your 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 faith needs, that your right. life needs. Right. Uh, so we're going to be talking about how to rebuild that, how to be more intentional yeah. intentional about our faith and yeah. and, and and that. Um, yeah, that's good, dude. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Yeah, I think several of them if you want to start going into some of them let's do it that, that come to mind um one of the one we just talked about literally right before this podcast um is is creating good circles of accountability and support mm, so um, important. i'm grateful to have you know um don't want to make this a bro moment but i'm grateful to have andy and, and several other close friends who I can lean into and be real honest 
Um, but I, those are the people I go to for, for, for hope and support and, and also, um, spiritual accountability, Mm. you know, like, do you have anybody in your life, um, who says, you know, Hey, you should have, how, how are things going with God? Yeah. Right. Like, what what an unpopular thing to ask somebody yeah, too. You know, that sounds weird. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> like, do you have anybody besides your mom? Right. <laughs> Who's like, Mijo, are you praying? <laughs> my my mom keeps me accountable, man. Yeah. That's good. Um, Dude, shout out our moms. Yeah. Like, my mom. My mom is a is a faithful person. Mm-hmm. You know, but it, if we look at our parents, actually, yeah. you know, not not everybody's like that. Not everybody's parents, but our parents are similar in that they have created. Um, uh, these they have created their lives around these foundations, yeah. And they're and they're disciplined in it, dude. Yeah. Like I I grew up waking up uh, to my to my dad studying the Bible mm. at like five a.m. Yeah. And I was like, Dad, why do you gotta do it so early? <laughs> you know, my mom, same thing too. My mom would just read text to to us all the time. And I'm not saying that this is what you have to do, right? But but they just, they had their foundations down and they yeah. they were disciplined in, in them and they called that out of me too, yeah. right? And so do we have relationships and people in our lives that are calling us to, to, to more and yeah. to be disciplined in those, in those foundations? I think that's huge, man. Like, I don't know how you do that alone. Yeah, you know? no, that that's such a good point. There's only you can only go so far on your own. Yeah, and I'm telling you, dude. Like, I had a similar experience, and in the moment growing up, my parent, I didn't like worshiping. Like, yeah. I it's not I didn't like Jesus. I just didn't like. I thought it was boring because my parents would have us sit down uh, around the, like the the couch in the living room, and then she would read a devotional, and then like. I promise you, nine times out of ten, I was just not listening. I was just, like, staring. (laughs) And then she's like, what do you think, Andy? I'm like, oh, yeah, I really liked what she said. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. Um, It's so uh, good. Yeah, she's just good. (laughs) Um, But from an early age, my parents really instilled, like, this importance for prayer, this importance Uh for a devotional life. And I'm not saying I always did it, but I'm not – now that I'm older, I can firmly say that some of the most powerful moments in my life or some of the most clarity that I've gained in my life has come after being disciplined and building that foundation in in things like prayer or things like uh, devotional. And, you know, it's just like an unpopular thing to talk about. Um, Especially, I think, here's what I think it was. In my experience with church, it went from ultra-conservative to, like, let's do things different to like now we're just like uh, devotional like what are you talking about you know so like i think it was an escape from conservative conservatism yeah and then it we quickly found ourselves like with no foundation so like for me in my life i had a because sometimes i'll have thoughts in my head about you know what would jesus think about this or what what am i being called to Mm -hmm. and i will think man i'm just being really legalistic right now Mm -hmm. i'm just being like and I realized, like, I I will mask not reading my Bible or mask not praying with, oh, that's not what God's calling me to. It's legalistic. That's good. When in reality, yeah, no, I am just, like, depriving myself of something that my heart actually needs. That's good, bro. I, maybe I, I really vibe with that. Um, maybe to put more language to it is a lot of us who grew up in church went through it. 
a deconstruction. Yeah. That, to be clear, was important. Like yeah. it was needed for us oh, to, yeah. to then experience uh, faith in in a way that made sense to us, yes, right? Dude. And and we got rid of a lot of unhealthiness. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but but after the deconstruction, it was like then, what's there? You know what I mean? Yeah. And in the process of deconstruction, we might have done away with a lot of what someone would say traditional values right. that are actually like really important and yeah. really, really helpful. And things like, for example, I I couldn't find a way to talk about lifestyle practices wow. outside of legalism. Oh, yeah. I didn't know how, and so I just stopped, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and we didn't know how to have those conversations of like, hey, here's how to live a better life yeah outside of of legalism we just didn't know how to do that yeah where now i feel like we're coming to the realization like dude we need we need to talk about these things not in the context of if you don't do this you're not going to be saved exactly or like god's mad at you Mm -hmm. it's like god has shown us the best the best possible way to live yeah and we're doing this out of our joy and out of our abundance and this is what it looks like to follow jesus not from this this place of, of fear that we're, we're not going to go to heaven or yeah. that that God doesn't love us or he's angry or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but but they are important still, Yeah. you know? I think it's hard to try to live, even the language that I'm going to use seems legalistic, but like follow the entire thought. It's hard to live a holy life, or let's say a pure life, with the idea of if I don't, then God is going to damn me to hell. Yeah, that you know, mean. like when you're holding that over your head and well, yeah, that it, it's completely hard. Yeah. But there's like a pivot that I experienced where mm-hmm. I, I realize maybe my lifestyle and the things that I'm choosing to do and the things that I'm not doing is actually hurting me rather than me actually, uh, escaping legalism. Right. You know? Yeah. It, you're missing out on, yeah. on, yeah, absolutely dude. And I, you know, I um, I I've asked you about this too, because I've asked you like, how do you approach somebody that like, because what's a big thing in church? Let's just be honest. Like, how do you approach someone who does drugs but goes yeah. to church, right? Or how do you approach someone who who drinks and goes to church? And like, I, that's a hard question. I don't exactly know how to approach it. Yeah. Well, I what I will say is, I have felt the effects of quote unquote sin in my life. Sure. You know, I don't want to escape the language. Whatever sin. Yeah. I have felt this the the effects of sin in my life yeah. and the actual feeling of it has always been shame, yeah. uh, a hiding of what I'm actually feeling, yeah. uh, not wanting anybody to know what I did or or find out what I did. Mm-hmm. And as a result, I find myself living like this very, um, mm. like what's that guy from Lord of the Rings that's very like, he, all he wants is the ring. Like, I know, the skinny guy. The skinny I, guy. I don't watch any of those, but I actually know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. demonic. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the, the demon? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. That guy, I just feel like all of a sudden, not in, not that I'm evil, but I just feel like I've become a version of myself that I don't like. Yeah. And don't let's not over-spiritualize it. That's not a scary thing. What I'm saying is like, sometimes when we're practicing certain things, mm-hmm. we know that it's not good for our hearts. We right. actually feel it, but yeah. sometimes it's just a hard thing to let it go, yes, you know, dude. especially because you balance. It's like a weird progressive Christianity where we talk about how, uh, you know, you are saved by Jesus mm-hmm. and then that escapes the conversation of lifestyle or you talk about lifestyle and it hangs in the, the yes, between this contingency dude. of like, but then I'll go to hell if I don't. Yeah. How do we shut that down and actually be like, 
Jesus wants me to live an abundant life. John good, something something. 1010. 1010. I think. Live life a life abundant. Like that's what yeah. God wants for us. How do we step into that, you know? Dude, that's that's a really good question. I, I think it it might be um a, um a moving on uh type of 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 action, you know? Mm. Um so if as long as everything that you do is hinged on your salvation and in your acceptance, like you believe that everything you'll do will jeopardize your either salvation or your acceptance, you're always going to live in that paradigm. Mm. And so what's been helpful for me is to have confidence in that. Right. Right. Have confidence in that and then move on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And personally, I'm not living a life anymore where I'm questioning God's love, Mm. God, how God sees me as valuable and as his child, or if I'm going to go to heaven or not, because I have found salvation, right? Yeah. And I have found peace in that. Mm-hmm. Once you're confident, and th- that sounds kind of arrogant. No, it's not arrogant. But it, it's not like yeah. we we should be able to, like, bro, are you saved? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I am. And so once you're confident about that process, I'm, I'm valued by God. I'm loved so much. Yeah. Um, I I, I I I'm gonna live eternally mm-hmm. with God, right? At some yeah. point, God has saved me, transformed me then move on yeah. then what yeah then what is that life abundantly right and move on dude yeah yeah you know what i mean move on and and say all right now what does this life look like we need to be able to make that step because as long as everything we do you know the, our our salvation and and the acceptance we experience from God yeah. hinges on every little action, then we're always going to live in that paradigm. Yeah. Right? But feel confident in that. Feel yeah. confident in your salvation. And then, all right, this life abundant, what does that look like? That's so good. Right? That's and, so good. And, and you get to focus on that a bit more without actually, you know, um, stressing out about every, every, every single yeah. thing. It's like you know? leaning into... Like, you can actually trust what Jesus says. Yeah. Like, if you can actually trust that Jesus loves you, that is the biggest game changer. You right. Know? And, you know, I think maybe a fear that some people may have is that when they accept Jesus or if they change lifestyle, they're giving up something that was very valuable or that was awesome. And they, they, mm. that they're leaving it behind for something that's just going to be, like, mm. weird, conservative, boring sure. life, you know? Sure. And you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna relate it to Octavia because we both like I'm new to it. You've done I it. Did it yeah. Octavia, just a reminder, is like this the food diet program thing. diet thing. Yeah. And you know, they give you food. And I'm telling you, this is my first week doing it. I can't tell you how many times I have, like I've talked Emily's ears off about me wanting to quit. I'm like, this is dumb. Like, why am so I doing this? You want to go grab this? some food right now? Yeah, you want to go get <laughs> burritos? No, don't I'm, do I'm it. I'm a terrible friend, actually. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I'm just because the whole reason I wanted to quit was because I felt like I was never going to be able to enjoy food again, which mm. is such a I know I understand like 
a privileged thing to say in our world, but like I, I we we enjoy food. Food is awesome, and a big reason why I didn't want to do Octavia anymore this week is because I don't want to give up food. Right, I feel that. Then, I had dinner. My coach is Ariana. She led worship this morning. She did. She did great. Thank you, Ariana. Uh, Ariana is my coach, and she helps me learn how to eat well. And like she's coaching me through this, and. You know, I'm sitting here thinking like, I'm never going to eat anything healthy again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Natalie and Angel come over. To, I just moved to a new house, which is exciting. I have my own spot Congrats. now. And, uh, you know, they came over for dinner and they're like, we're going to make chicken parm. And I'm like, oh, I, I want it. Yeah. And I text Ariana that and like, but they're making chicken parm. And she goes, you can eat it. And I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah. Like, why don't you think it's protein? You eat a salad with it. You're good. And I was like, I can actually. So that night, yeah. I like they made dinner. It was smelling so good. I had oh. my stupid little snacks or whatever, you know. <laughs> and and meals. finally, like it comes down to dinner, and they gave me this big old chicken with, you know, the the marinara sauce, oh, cheese dude, on that it, so good. red pepper flakes, some chili oil. Oh my, dude! I I was like, I can do this forever right. because I know that there's something good <laughs> that I can good, still man. eat. It's you know what I'm saying? Good, yeah. Dude, this, let me relate it to our spiritual life. Like when we accept Jesus and we give up certain things that are harmful, mm-hmm. the feeling can be hard because you're like, oh, I'm just giving it up for this boring sure. life like that, that I'm not going to be happy with. Yeah. I'm telling you, like sometimes life. you got to dig deep and yeah. just like go through it because there, <laughs> that's okay. You're the best, bro. Oh, is your you, phone Devin. okay, bro? Is it okay? If you guys hear a little, he's taking pictures. He's taking he's pictures. making us look so good. Yeah, it's going to be some cool <laughs> content coming out. If you are like trying to change your, your habits this year, yeah. I promise you, dig deep, go through it because there is a life that Jesus actually wants yeah. you to live that is fulfilling. Yeah. That is going to leave you not feeling empty because some things are fun, but they leave you empty, but no are going to leave you fulfilled. Yeah. And sometimes it takes you just being like, I am I know it sucks right now because right. I'm giving up something that I enjoy, but... I'm giving it up for something much better. It's it's discipline. Like yes. How how much discipline do you need to every two three hours have that little gross meal, right? <laughs> Me- do all your measurements, you know. Exactly. Um, it's tough, but I mean the same thing as 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 working out, which I can't obviously speak out of experience, <laughs> right? But everybody who talks about working out, they talk about hey consistency. Hey, That's, you have consistency, bro. You you've been doing great. Sometimes. No. No, I actually haven't worked out in a while. But that's because I thought I had COVID. No, that's true too. That's a good that's, Okay, that's a good excuse. Thank I you thought for not. I can't I didn't I didn't have COVID. <laughs> bunch of negative tests. Yeah, I promise. But but I actually haven't been very consistent. And the thing is I could be working out at home, mm. but I was just like, Oh, I probably have COVID. I'm you know, I'm probably My sick. Lungs. Yeah, dude, <laughs> actually what's funny is is I thought I had COVID, right? And I was getting tested and it was actually quite a scary time, but I was walking up these stairs and I was like all out of breath, right? I was like, oh man, this is like one of the symptoms. I have COVID for sure. And then I just kept getting negatives. <laughs> and I was like, dang it, it's not that. I'm just, I'm just out of shape, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. But anyways, I, I think our generation specifically can, can use, can benefit from the conversation of, of discipline. Yes. And, and, I think we we should probably and we probably will be talking about what some of these disciplines are, um, but maybe to set the foundation to the foundational yeah to the conversation about foundations is is that 
um, one of the important things, you know, that we need to experience the fullness of life is consistency. Mm. You know, is yeah. consist is committing. Um, you're not married yet. I'm not. But I am, which is awesome. This is my right hand. Yeah, nobody <laughs> exactly. Been I got a I got a ring. I got an engagement ring. Which we should make that normal. Yeah. Dude, engagement ring. I'm right? with it, bro. Like, Hazel, don't touch me, bro. Oh, don't touch me. <laughs> Hazel would, would, you know, once we got engaged, she would show all her friends, right? And everybody's yeah. like, oh my gosh, let me There's see. That I'm picture like, dude, that everybody does. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I got engaged too, right? I should have. So I bought this 10 bucks on Amazon. Hey. You know what I mean? Anyways, but what a marriage is, it's like I'm committing to you for the rest of my life um, through th- thick and thin. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm committing to this for forever Mm. and and as we're getting to know each other as we go through life together we're experiencing so so much beauty man yeah and and we're getting to know each other and and experiencing the beauty of of a partnership dude i want to read a a a text and it it. might take me a second to that's okay dude to figure out as let's see uh, i'm loving what you're saying bro yeah, one of my f- one of the stereotypes that our generation has found it is the stereotype that we just can't commit to things. And sometimes mm-hmm. I think this is completely false, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like people can. Josh is calling me. People can. Um, I've seen our generation commit to things, yeah. right? Commit to friendships. Commit to to hobbies. Uh, commit to church, and it's it's been beautiful. Um, but sometimes I'm like, dude, that stereotype might be true, mm. because we sometimes move from one thing to the next, and it's easy for us. Even like our 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 phones. Like I've seen people treat our treat their phones like crazy because why? They know if they if they break it, it's just easy to replace. Let's right. just replace things. Yeah. Or if something's broken, let's just let's let's we'll just get another get, one. Yeah, as opposed to fix it. Right, right, right. As opposed to like committing to something, that's just part of, part of, part of who we are. And I'm afraid that we will miss out on the beauty of the fullness of life right. because we're too quick to replace as opposed to um, to heal and commit and wow. and to, to stick to something. And I just Ooh, that's good, dude. I want to read this, dude, because this is in in Second Timothy. And keep in mind, Paul, right here, he's in prison. All right, and and prisons are were intense back then. Mm-hmm. Like, like at any moment you you could die. You know, you're starving to death. He's in prison and he's about to die. Right. All right, and he knows it. And this is the very last last book that he that he wrote. The letter, Second Timothy, and in the very last chapter of the last book before Paul got executed, he says this. Let me try to find it. Oh, this is good. Um, this is chapter four. It's going to be a little long, but That's it's worth okay, it. Bro. Second Timothy 4. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage mm. with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not, 
put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they Dang. will gather around them uh, uh, a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. Ooh, that's fire, dude. Jeez, that's bro. truth for now. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you keep your head, uh, your head in all situations. Wow. Endure hardships. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. Wow. And then he says this, bro. This is fire. Again, he, he knows he's about to die. This is the end of his life. And he says this. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering. And the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the, rest, the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, wow. which the, the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. Wow. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Wow. So I look, I look at Paul to be able to say this at the end of his life. He is proud that he can look back and say, I have kept the faith. Wow. Right? Yeah. I have endured. I have kept going strong. I have finished a race. Mm. And now he experiences this incredible sense of, of peace and seems like he is experiencing the fullness of life. Dude. Right. Yeah. He's like, I did it. Mm. And, and, and the spirit that he has is one of endurance. Wow. Of consistency. Yeah. Of commitment. And when, when I look at this, dude, and we're not in jail, you know, we're not like about to, about to die, right? Yeah. This guy went into ministry and, and it messed up his life. It didn't make it easier, mm -hmm. right? It was tough. Like yeah. things got tough and he's still at the end of his life after everything he had gone through, after being beaten, after, you know, being put into prison multiple wow. times, he says, you know what? I'm glad that I endured and I have committed to this. And if, if I can charge our generation with one thing is to not shy away from commitment, from endurance, wow. from pushing through the difficult moments. Getting married is the craziest thing I've ever done. Mm. I, I used to think that like, oh, that life, that's like your typical life, man. To get married is, is a really big deal because you're saying through thick and thin, this is it. Yeah, I'm committing so that at the end of my life, I can look back and say, babe, look what we've done. Like, look, we endured. We, we, we stuck through it. Yeah. And now we experience the full, we're, we have experienced the fullness of life that only comes from, from, from a, a, a deep, deep commitment. Yeah. And so this spirit that Paul has, man, is, is what I want. Yeah. And as we talk about these foundations, this needs to be at, at, at just that needs to really be the foundation yeah. to these foundational conversations is like we're here for the for the long run yeah that's um, so good dude 
Yeah, man. Anyways. Bro, I love you, man. Thanks, thanks love for you, bro. sharing that wisdom, man. And I, I hope that when you're listening to this, that you would know that commitment is possible for you. Because, yeah. you know, New Year's resolutions, like you said, comes along with this idea of like, I'm just going to give them up. Right, right. But commitment is possible. Like the and abundant beautiful. fullness life. And beautiful, yeah. And beautiful life that Jesus has for us is possible. Yeah. And, you know, as we close, I just want you to know you are so loved. You yes. are so cared for. I, I want you to know that you can actually depend on the love of Jesus, that yeah. trust that that is true. You don't have to worry about that. And, you know, commitment is difficult, but yeah. I want you to know there's a community here, Future of Crosswalk, that mm -hmm. wants to surround you, to take care of you, to, to help heal you yeah. so that you could become the person that, that God is calling you to be, to experience that Zoe life, that That's abundant good. life. And, you know, we're going to do this together. Yeah. Like, this is not something we're going alone. Like, we, we actually need each other. We do. Uh, so don't feel like that you're alone. And, you know... We're gonna run this race. Let's do it, dude. Twenty twenty one, whatever it is, it's, it's not gonna. We're not gonna coast through it. Nope. If this first week has taught us anything. Yep. But but we gotta we gotta keep the faith, man. Yeah. We gotta keep going. Hey, Love thanks you. for listening. Love you, bro. Love you guys. Peace, guys. Catch you guys later. Bye.